Hello and welcome to the Multiversity Manga Club. I'm Walter. Uh, as usual, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Zach and Emily. Hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> How's it going, Zach? Uh, it's going pretty well, um, all things considered. You're enjoying that Let's Go. Are, are you doing Pikachu or Eevee? Um, I'm doing Eevee. Um, okay. Vince and I have a rivalry. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> because he picked the pikachu version but yeah it's it's delightful to be fair i probably would have picked pikachu too wow i just really like <laughs> i like eevee too though i don't have a problem with eevee i just wanted to be different <laughs> yeah it, it looks good uh we've talked about this outside of the confines of the show a bit but uh yeah not 100 percent sure I, I'll, i'm sure i'll play it someday yeah, same I, here. I just recently started uh, Ultra Sun, and I'm having a lot of fun with that, uh, even though it's basically just a slightly changed... Sun. Yeah. Very slightly. Very slightly. Very yeah. slightly. But, yeah. I haven't, but I haven't played... Uh, I, I played Moon originally, and um, I haven't played it... Two years since it came out. Pretty much. I was really into it for a few months, and then I haven't played it since. So, you know, playing... It again, even if it's only slightly different, I'm fine with that. And Gen 7 is the best gen. It's so good. Well, um, I mean, I love a... <laughs> No, I think I, I think I tend to agree with you. Uh, although I, I guess I had picked up Ultra Moon and started playing it again, mm -hmm. um, leading up to Let's Go. And mm. yeah, I, um, I, I don't know what it is. I think I, maybe it's just like going back to the 3DS or like. Mm. I'm getting excited about Let's Go. I think I made the like bold <laughs> claim on Twitter that I don't think I can after after Let's Go, it's hard to go back to the old ways. Mm. Um and I'm hoping that a lot of the mechanics in Let's Go get um incorporated into the next main game. I don't think I'd mind some of it, I guess, getting incorporated, but I don't really want them to change battling and like you know held items and stuff no i i would like them to bring all of that like keep everything although i really all i also wouldn't mind this is probably controversial but i, I oh, don't sorry. mind <laughs> if they get rid of wild battles like permanently uh that i don't think that's would be too big of a deal yeah yeah i wouldn't be that's not really like what i love anyway yeah oh yeah sure and like probably me kind of like balking at that at first was just like kind of having played it for 20 years and me like they can't change this this is what Pokemon's <laughs> all about but I'm like well is it really that fun I mean I mean battling is like the main thing for me and like collecting them is fun too but mostly that's just kind of so I can battle with them mm -hmm. so if they've made catching Pokemon I guess more fun then I can't really argue with that so yeah there are just a lot of like small small to large quality of life things that okay. make it a lot more playable. Um, and this is Multiversity Pokemon podcast. Yeah, we're, we're back to our roots. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have because we started with Pokemon Adventures. That's true. Yes, yep. yes. It, it's uh, We're going to have a Pokemon spinoff uh, right as likewise we're doing our Kingdom Hearts spinoff. <laughs> you know, all, all, all these fun uh, side projects that will totally happen and are not just jokes. Yeah. But no, today is we're talking about uh, 
also somewhat going back to our roots, not to the first episode, as I was incorrect last time, but the second or third, I forget which. Um, we're, second one. Second one. <laughs> we're, we're coming back to uh, Naoki Urasawa, favorite of ours. Um, but we're also talking about Tezuka. We've also talked about uh, yeah. what we were doing, what we were talking about this month is Pluto, which is um, Naoki Urasawa's kind of retelling a story arc from the original Astro Boy comics by Tezuka. Mm-hmm. And I guess one thing, this is mostly directed towards you, Zach, as the fellow superhero <laughs> connoisseur, but. Pluto made me feel like, man, every other like serious quote unquote take on like a children's character sucks in comparison. <laughs> yes. It's yes. so shallow. <laughs> you're right. You're right. And maybe this is just me. This is like such an easy comparison to make. I feel like, I feel like such like a dummy making it, but I couldn't help but like think of Watchmen while reading this. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I still, I still think that like there's kind of like a contrarian aspect of like talking crap about Watchmen. I, I still think Watchmen's great. I'm thinking more. I mean, I get sorry. I shouldn't have cut you off. What were you saying? No, about? no. Well, I was just, I was just saying like in terms of that, um, you know, re- revamping a an old. I mean, I guess the the Charlton characters. I guess I mean they were comic characters in the '60s, so they were inherently written for children, and then and then making it more adult. But like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I still I I mean I like to dunk on Watchmen all the time. I I I like I like Watchmen. (laughs) It's 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 fine. Uh, But I felt like this was. I mean, I don't know. It's just so dark. Um, Whereas this, and we'll, we'll get into this. Like this is dark, but right it feels it doesn't feel dark for the sake of that it's optimistic too i think it, it is yeah it, um yeah i think i was gonna just just to kind of go off what you guys said i think the tone is like almost perfect that he managed to strike uh between i guess how he envisioned astro boy and like this new story he's telling like now granted i don't have much knowledge of astro boy but i feel like it it's it's making a story for children for adults, but it doesn't feel like they're kind of doing it in this kind of wink wink nudge nudge way. Yeah, they're, and and, and, and the... it's not too self serious. I guess is it's a serious story, and there's not a lot of humor, but it it like I said, it, there's some positivity, and it uh, it it takes itself seriously enough. Yeah, I think that's the thing that mainly came to mind for me with reading is having read so many different like oh, this is a serious version of superheroes stuff. Like, I'm so tired of all, like, the playful, you know, as you said, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, okay, guys, we get it. This is a bit silly, but play along with us. There's none of that in Pluto. Like, I'm pretty sure there was was nothing that, like, kind of was like, hey, guys, uh, it's, you know. These big dumb robots, you know, like, we just let's pretend to take them seriously for a little bit. Yeah, like, the (laughs) the closest it comes is, like, maybe how, like, some of the robots still, like, look more like, you know, the kind of goofy style stylings, not not in a pejorative way, but, you know, like, the more kind of cartoonish uh, design elements, whereas some look more human. Like, I guess maybe that could be slightly 
interpret I, it that way, but I, I, I didn't, yeah. I never, it never felt that way I don't way think that was cynical at all no. either. I think that was totally, I think it was very respectful actually to Astro Boy. I mean, from what I could tell, I mean, it was very, all the characters, um, I think there were some extras in the, in some of the volumes that showed you kind of what the character, the original characters yeah. looked like. And they look, some of them look a lot different, but some of them look like just kind of Urasawa's right. version of that Astro yeah. Boy character. Like, uh, like Dr. Blanc. Tenma. Oh, yeah. Mont Blanc. And Mont Blanc is just a goofy looking robot, yeah. but he's t- taken completely seriously. Oh yeah. yeah. And is like heartbreaking. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so there's so much that's heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heartbreak- is- heartbreaking is a good one word description. <laughs> Yeah, the first volume alone is like, oh my gosh! Like, if you don't feel something at the end of that, I'm I'm sorry. I don't know what I don't know what happened to your soul, but um, yeah, it was rough. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot of feelings in this uh, um, in this thing. Right, which I maybe like don't want to maybe get into this just right away but um i feel i feel like emily when you were reading this early you, you did like a reread <laughs> earlier this year or was that the first time reading that's it? the first time i read it <laughs> okay it was right around the time that um oh, crap what's the name of that game that just came out on Your automata. Automata? oh yeah no no not oh. that oh oh but that is <laughs> I actually oh, Detroit, Detroit become like, human. <laughs> yeah, Detroit. Detroit become human. That's the one. That's the one. Um, but oh, if you do have some near ties, I would love for you guys to work that in because I just picked that up oh, on uh, Black Friday and I'm and I'm digging into that. Yeah, no, I feel like that's like the good robot game. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, I, I want to be fair to Detroit Become Human. I've only seen like a couple bad screenshots of it where it looks like it just has like no nuance or anything, and it just seems kind of corny. But like, I've never played it. Well, I I feel like that I've I've heard like a lot of discourse about it that is that it is that that it is just kind of corny and that it doesn't have a lot yeah. of depth. Yeah, it kind of just like I mean to be fair like Pluto I mean I'll get back to Nier in a second actually I wasn't I wasn't actually planning on talking about it because I know Walter hasn't actually played it yet. I mean it definitely has some some parallels and and comparisons you could draw with Pluto, <laughs> but um. <laughs> Our dog is snoring very loud again. Um, yeah, no, I, the, the main thing I remember about Detroit Become Human is that I think they pretty much just appropriated some, like, Martin Luther King Jr. quotes to use for, like, android freedom, android uh, civil rights. It's and... like like the Orc Cop movie, you know, just... Yeah. Oh, God. Which, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, they basically did it with, like, kind of just this, like, tone deafness that it was just kind of, like, painful to see, from what I hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's like it's very much in the zeitgeist right now because you've got stuff like that. You've got Westworld, um, right? Which we haven't watched, but I yeah, I watched like three episodes, um, and it, it was fine. Yeah, it, it, a little a, a little exploitive. Hmm. Um, and we're we're both um, big fans of there. There was a uh, series on the. Across the DS and the 3DS, well, it was on the Vita too. Some of it, um, the uh, oh crap, I'm forgetting Zero what? Escape. Zero Escape. Zero Escape. <laughs> Jeez, I blanked for a second there. Um, Zero Escape. You know, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Virtue's last reward and zero, zero time, time dilemma. dilemma. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to say earlier. Zero time dilemma series. No. <laughs> um, and so the middle one of those Virtue's last reward. Oh, you don't want to spoil it though, do you? I don't want to spoil it, but oh, I'll just I say see- that. A major theme in it is like 
what is emotion when it comes to like AI or AI. something that is you think of as quote unquote like fake. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Like And so yeah, it's one of my favorite themes. I'm pretty sure it's one of Emily's too. Oh yeah, I love it so much. Sad robots. <laughs> It's just so much you can say about it, about how much humanity sucks. <laughs> it's basically the main thing you can say about sad robots. Right. Um, I mean, and like, I do think like, the problem with a lot of stuff like that, though, is sometimes it can get too bogged down into like, what is a man? Uh, a miserable pile of a miserable little pile of secrets. <laughs> Thank you. Throw glass on ground. Oh, hey, we finished that series, too, by the way. <laughs> Castlevania season two was very good. Um, oh, I haven't watched it yet. It's good. I mean, and I don't think, I don't think Pluto. <laughs> it, it does kind of deal with like you know what makes somebody human a little bit, but I think for the most part, it kind of takes for granted that the robots have emotions. I mean, that's pretty clear early on, right? Right. And I think I think mm-hmm. that now Kurosawa knows you're smart enough to be like, hmm, yeah, these robots have feelings, and like you're basically just kind of watching the humans in the story like struggle with this. It's like. The great injustice of it all is that, you know, we we created these robots, we programmed them to have feelings, and then we have the audacity to say that doesn't matter and they're not real, <laughs> when they suffer even more than we do, because they have perfect memories, right? So, you know, like, um, that cop robot that was uh, married to, I think, one of the kind of Jetsons-looking yeah. servant-made robots, you know, she said that she he offered Gesicht offered to um, erase her memory. And she said, no, I don't, I don't want to, I want to remember everything about him. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's tough because robots have perfect recall. (laughs) Yeah. It makes their capacity for suffering even worse. (laughs) Yeah. Another really cheery pick this month. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a depressing, it's, it's, it's a sad story, but I mean, I think there's hope in it still. There's a lot of hope in it, actually. It's just very sad. Yeah, it's interesting. I never felt like overwhelmingly sad while reading it, even though it is very sad. It's kind of weird. There were just so many great moments throughout. Yeah. I, I felt yeah. like you're just consistently engaged with everything that's happening. And I mean, I, so I, I only read the first four volumes. Um, yeah. But like over the course of that, you move through so many different plot threads and side stories. Mm-hmm. And the, the way it all weaves together is so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and that's, it's just kind of like a, it forms like kind of like a broad lingering feeling. Yeah. Rather than, I mean, there are like specific scenes you might remember. Yeah. But it creates kind of yeah, just a yeah, a big mood, if you will. Big, it is yeah, yeah perfect. You, it is big mood. It is it is big sad robot mood. Um, I think yeah, you get the sense from the stories in like the first two volumes. I want to say that this is happening everywhere. Like everybody, like most people, I think in the world, like kind of accept that robots have rights. But then you get these stories where people are still kind of prejudiced against them. Uh, in some cases, not just kind of like just straight up they're just robot haters and And the anti-robot clan i would say that if the story i think has any like big flaws i would say like the 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 kkk uh parallel was a bit on the nose um and there was like kind of some pretty obvious parallels to like the iraq war too which i i don't think it hurts the story i just kind of it took me out of it a little bit i think because i was like oh that's that's obviously a 
reference to that. Right. <laughs> like, but but I don't think it was. I don't think it was like. Yeah, like I said, I don't think it marred actual the actual narrative. I just was kind of like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, I guess this is this is something you can draw a comparison to, but it's a little too obvious, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but probably not like wholly unrealistic though no. either. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, if we had an anti-robot society, they would probably definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned earlier, Zach, like all the different side stories. And I, I think we talked about this when we talked about Monster over a year ago. Mm-hmm. But it's that's something that I feel Urasawa is just so good at um, doing these like little vignettes interspersed throughout his uh, stories. Yeah. Um, I. You you still haven't read Twentieth uh, Century Boys, right, Zach? No, yeah, I'm actually. I was waiting for, for the new, um, the new editions yeah. that have started. Oh yeah, out. That, yeah, that should be cool. Yeah. But yeah, so for that, for this, for Monster, he's just really good at having these short, usually one, maybe two chapter kind of side stories that stick with you almost as much as the um, as the like main story. Like you know, I I will probably. When I think of Pluto, I'll probably continue to think about the uh, story with the robot wanting to learn how to play piano and never wanting to go to war again. You know, I mean, partially that's because it hits very sympathetic, you know, nerves with me. You know, music is something I feel very strongly, strongly, passionately, yeah, about. Um, But and I think that that's kind of what he often gets with what can make his work so great to so many people is that there's usually like in his many different side stories, he often like he'll, he'll end up on something that resonates with you. Yeah. Not all of them will work for you. Yeah. But there'll be like one or two that like get to a core truth, a core feeling that you have uh, that lingers with you. Yeah. He has really big like emotional hooks. Yeah. And yeah. I think he lays yeah. he lays like the emotional stakes really early, which was I thought Pluto was like one of the best examples of this actually in his in what we've in what I've read of him. Um cuz that first volume, I mean it has the North number 2 story, which is like maybe one of the best things about this about the series to be honest. Yeah, I mean Walter already said why that's that's a great story. It's also just a great like I said a great starter because it gets you to care about these robots, which I mean it's like kind of the whole point of it. Yeah, and going back and back to like the lack of cynicism and all that, like you know, we mentioned Mont Blanc, you know, right there in that first volume. Yeah, you've got like these depictions of him, and he looks maybe a bit silly and not very yeah. serious. But then like there's all this like talk about you know how he was a true hero of the people and all that, and yeah, everyone's sad about it. And you know, it's like. He loved the forest. Yeah, he, he, was, he, loved, he was a caretaker of animals. Yeah. It, it's, there, there's nothing, it, it's, it's going back to what we were saying earlier, but there's like nothing ashamed of, yeah. like, yeah, he's a big kind of silly looking robot, but he's great. Yeah. People made a statue of him later. Yeah. They were crying, you know, it was like, it was terrible. And he only, he didn't even really, he wasn't even really in the story. Yeah. He, yeah he's, <laughs> he's one of my, he's one of my favorite characters and he's not, he's, he's dead throughout the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, he he's, just has, he's the, 
again to draw the watchman comparison he's like the comedian of this <laughs> series only like <laughs> maybe a little not nicer? reprehensible yeah, yeah not <laughs> Just, a terrible person <laughs> I, was, I was about to say not a war criminal but maybe but yeah i don't think Mont- oh. oh well montblanc i think he, he might have had to fight in the wars and he didn't like it yeah he didn't much. like it yeah. well he i think he did it anyway but because he was such right. a big strong robot yeah he also wears suspenders, which is cute. Or that, overalls. Those are very, very lovely. He's like basically like a, uh, like a lumberjack. Yeah, basically. With like a chicken head. That's cute. Like a lumberjack. Yeah. Yeah. As we all know, lumberjacks have chicken heads. No, but I think like the fear, like you're so right. Like I always remember, I remember exactly what Mont Blanc looks like. Like in those couple panels where it shows him like the, the framing of those panels is so good because there's one where it shows like it's from below and it shows him holding his arms out and like birds are landing on his arms. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> it it is really really good. I loved um, from like where I've been so far. I love the part where uh, Uran um, yeah. meets the um, the like um, I guess like oh. the lost robot oh. underneath the bridge yeah, or wherever that is. Yeah, and that 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 little subsection that was really right. good. yeah. I loved that part. Um, That's also the only part with color yet. Yes, yeah, that was so great. Yeah, um, it really shows, like you know, the kind of yeah the clout that or that uh I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Urasawa yeah, um, <laughs> has at this point. It's just like I want color on this page, guys. On this page, it's very <laughs> and like because yeah, a lot of times when you like see in a lot of color pages in manga, it's just kind of like okay, they get to do for like you know the special anniversary chapter or whatever you know they get to do like the first or the like climax of um some arc you know they get to do the first few pages of um of a chapter in color or something it's like oh that's neat and then it's back to black and white whereas you know this was color being used for for like a artistic purpose and i when i say that this is not something i see a lot in manga not that i Obviously, it's not that, like, no one would think to do that. It's just, like, right. a matter of, like I said, clout. Urasawa can do that. Right. He can say, I'm a big deal. Mm-hmm. I need this. I need my rose in the field of grass, please. Right. And <laughs> so, you know, getting to see an artist who has that much kind of respect in the industry, being able to do stuff that someone else might not normally be able to do under, like, normal commercial constraints. Yeah. That was, that was very neat to me, too, because I was mm. not expecting that at all. Right. Yeah. Did uh, Zach, did you get to the part with the robot dog? <laughs> yes, I did oh. see the part with the robot dog. Mm. That, yeah. So uh, Again, like coming back to Yuran, I love, I just love her character. I know she wasn't there, but like she, the part where she rescues the the boy from the lions right. and yeah. the cats. Um, and then you talked about like Mont, Bl- Mont Blanc with the birds, um, the birds yeah. and everything. And then, yeah. And then with the professor and the robot dog, like there's a, there's a big love of animals and stuff yeah. here in Pluto. Well, it's, it's always the interesting dichotomy when you talk about like, when you talk about whether or not like, um, AI can have emotions. Well, it's also kind of like a counterpoint <laughs> conversation about animals having emotions and such too you're dealing with similar questions yeah and you know the idea of what if anything makes humans unique in that regard 
And I mean, if you think about, cause, um, I think this is a uh, rather early on, um, Adam is like eating at a restaurant and, uh, he's talking to Geschickt and, and Geschickt says like, wow, I, I almost didn't even realize you were a robot. Cause it seems like you're really liking your food and you go to the bathroom and stuff. And it's like, you know, like the more human looking, like the more advanced, I think, I think it's said that Adam and Yuren are some of the most advanced robots yeah, they're, in they're the like series. Yeah, they're the two most Yeah, along with Geschickt, but I think, I think Geschickt's AI is maybe less than theirs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, habits, can habits make you more human? Cause like, you know, it's like. Adam's basically a little boy, right. as far as anyone else can tell. Right. And perhaps this might be vaguely, vaguely spoiling, or just more like a spoiler of an idea for something that may not have come up for you yet, Zach. But you know, is to be is to be human to make mistakes, knowing better. I, I have seen okay. that. I've seen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, is that really like you know to know what you should do, and to because of like an emotion, do, do something you you know you shouldn't. Mm. Is that what makes it human? You know, like yeah, yeah. It's because a, they're talking about it in the context of like what would make the most powerful robot, right? And Tenmo says basically that. Well, emotions would make the most powerful robot. If right. a robot can make mistakes, it would be the most powerful because it would be on, I guess, like operating at this, a human level, at a human capacity. But like that's, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't really think of the of the implications of that fully. Right, because we talk. Like, what about, does that really mean? Right, we talk about like when we talk about advanced AI. What are we talking about? Are we talking about it being extremely smart? Yeah. Or are we talking about it being able to replicate a Re- human? Right. Right. You know, those are two extremely different things. Yeah. Huh. So what one person is talking about when talking about creating advanced AI could be very different from what another person is talking about. Yeah. Another good scene, too, was, um, I believe this happens early on, too. There's that robot that, the only robot that, that I don't know if it was the only one, but it was a pretty famous robot that had killed a human. Mm-hmm. Or a couple of humans. His oh, name yeah. was like Brow. Yeah, Brow. Brow, fifteen eighty nine. He's like locked up in some some kind of prison, and like it's it's kind of cool because he basically no one goes near him, so he's just kind of like rotting and kind of falling apart. I mean, I think he was no, he was like he was. I think that's actually where he was was stopped because he still has yeah. like the the pull through him, and they're yeah. still they're scared to touch him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I thought the most interesting thing about him was, and this is kind of this kind of goes back to the human thing was like, I think somebody asked Tenma uh, or, or maybe some of the top scientists are talking and they said, well, what was wrong with them? Like, what was his defect? And Tenma just says nothing. He was perfect. Right. <laughs> Which I was like, that's so good. Right. That and is from, so good. And from what, what we, what we get from Tenma is that he is in that camp of viewing advanced I, ai i think he as, sees them as people right right and yeah. and you know being able like the most advanced ai isn't like the most powerful or the smartest yeah. it's the one that can most accurately be human so yeah in that case yeah, yeah there's nothing wrong with him doing that he i think yeah i mean and i think like he wasn't even really saying like the most powerful robot would be flawed i think he said that the most powerful robot would have the full range of emotion right that's why he was programming like every single emotion into one robot into one like compressed ai brain i guess something like and that. then he was gonna like 
I guess it had to like compress to a sync. I forget what words they use. It had to, it basically had to be like triggered out of this weird kind of like infinite possibility state by a strong emotion. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty interesting. Can robots hate? Who knows? Mm, yeah, I think so. Does my There's... computer hate me? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I run it at high temperatures from gaming too much, so probably doesn't appreciate that. <laughs> I'm sure my other, my older computers hated me because I never turned them off. <laughs> I know. It was bad. <laughs> well, <sighs> in, I mean... I could talk about this for a really long time, really. <laughs> it, it's it's fantastic, as Arisalo always is. Um, and... I think that it, having finished it and having having read this monster and 20th century, 20th century boys, boys um, I think that this would probably be like if I had to recommend to somebody to read one of his works, it would be a tough toss up between. I mean, obviously, it partially depends on the person, but also like the, it, I think it would be a to- tough toss up between this and monster. Yeah, I think this is more emotional, but I think it kind of, I don't think you, you don't have to know about Astro Boy to like this. No, I, mean, I, I, mean, I knew like nothing about Astro right. Boy. Um, I think, I think Monster is just maybe more universally kind of satisfying because it's just kind of a thriller. Right. And honestly, if you don't, if you're not, I guess like, I don't know how else to say it, like prejudiced against things that look like manga, <laughs> you would like it. Um, but like. I don't know, honestly, like, I think I would give Astro Boy or um, Pluto a pretty big um, just kind of blanket recommendation to anybody that likes comics at all. Yeah. Um, it has the advantage of also not being very super long. Super long, that's right. By yeah. longest standards, which is important because Nayakira mm-hmm. as much as I respect you, I really wish that you would <laughs> yeah. let your stuff be published digitally. Nayakira when you when you give us our five-star rating on iTunes, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's because I know he's listening. I know to you're this, listening like, right now. So 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 please do that and give us like a five star review. Yeah, <laughs> mainly the five star. I'll, I'll yeah. continue. No matter what, I'm going to continue buying his stuff. I, know, in paperback. I really want Billy Bat to come out here. Oh, yeah. That's his next. That's his. I, uh, uh, his recently completed <clears throat> series, I think. Yeah. Not recently. Maybe it was. I don't know. It's over though. <laughs> Only translated in Spanish. Weirdly. Weird. Like like officially. Yeah. Of, of, oh, it's yeah. out. Oh. Yeah. So you could buy it? You could buy it in Spanish. Can I just do that? Yeah, you, <laughs> you speak and read Spanish yeah, relatively I can, well. I might do that, actually. <laughs> I do not, Heck. so. Maybe you can translate it um, for me. Maybe so. But, yeah, I mean, like, final words, I think it's I think it's pretty obvious we all really, really liked it. And uh, it's probably one of the, the best things I've read for this podcast like maybe one of the best comics i've read period just as like a whole story yeah <laughs> yeah i can't wait to finish it yeah um, i love it <clears throat> it'll look so good once i can put all of those faces together faces together and all those yeah. eyes looking at me yeah it's so good um which again i feel like i always like to talk about this the trade dress in these books looks so oh, yeah. good like oh yeah <clears throat> It, it looks great, and I, I, I do, I do wonder if maybe he has a hand in that because for yeah, you know, like I said, we we have since his stuff is only physical, we have a shelf 
of her Basically just, books. Just um, like Monster, mm-hmm. 20th Century Boys, and now Pluto. But all, all of them, yeah, the they just are good-looking books. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just can't say enough good things about him. He's so good. He's well, probably yeah. one of the best living comic comic artists, writers around. All around. Chris. Yeah. So, Zach, why don't you tell us what we're going to be reading next month? <laughs> another another masterpiece. Another of extremely literature. serious work. Another <laughs> masterpiece. Yes, literary masterpiece. <laughs> pop culture sensation. Well, that's true. Um, so <laughs> it is. That part is yeah. true. Um, so <clears throat> going off, I think we kind of maybe joked about this last time because we were all really into the comic. Um, the comet. <clears throat> oh, sorry, I'm like losing my voice. I've had a cold for like That's two okay. weeks. Um, yeah, the comic. Um, we joked about going back and reading Yu-Gi-Oh um, by Kazuki Takahashi, and I'm gonna double down and say, let's yeah. do it. All right. Um, <clears throat> do Do either of you have like any association? Because uh, I, I pretty, don't. Pretty much none. Um, like I maybe yeah. saw a couple episodes of the TV show. Maybe played with the cards once or twice in like middle school. That's about it. I think I played with, I had some cards. I might have played the game a couple times, never got into it like I did with Pokemon, but I did. This is going to sound weird, but like in high school, I watched a lot of Yu Gi Oh! GX. I don't know. <laughs> it was just fun to watch and it seemed to be on like all the time on weekends. Um, I think I actually talked about this in one of the other shows, but like, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's like a really stupid. It's one of the, it's not the original series. It's like one of the later ones with like Kaiba's school of dueling. So it had a lot of Kaiba. Mm. So that's always a plus. It was just. I'm excited to learn more about this Kaiba. I feel like you talk about him the way that I do. <laughs> oh, Kashi, so. Kaiba, oh man. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, Kaiba isn't really anybody's like sensei or anything, but he's just, he's just, you gotta, you gotta find some kind of like YouTube compilation of like his best quotes. You'll see like the kind of, the kind of <laughs> character he is, and like how the guy who voiced him must have had like the time of his life. He's just like loving it. He's just so ridiculous. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. I'm excited. I had to do it. I had to be the good shonen boy. Oh no, and, it's okay. Maybe uh, when we read it, we can like play a YouTube clip of that one line. That <laughs> people have probably heard it. The one about him sending card Yu-Gi-Oh cards into space because if we're going to contact intelligent life, they better know how to duel. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. That's, that's basically, that sums up Seto Kaiba in a sentence. So. Sweet. Okay. So yeah, so we'll, we'll do the first three volumes, um, conveniently collected in the, the Viz one and three, three, yeah. Or three and one. Gosh, (laughs) they, they make them very thin. What in three, <laughs> three in one volumes. Yeah, so get excited for that. And we'll take a brief break and be back in just a minute to talk about the previous month in Weekly Shonen Jump. Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. And I'm Greg. And together we are Robots from Tomorrow, a twice-weekly podcast appearing at MultiversityComics.com. Each week we take some time to check out books and shelves on Wednesday that are worth your attention. 
and each month we dissect the previous catalog. We also have long-form discussions about books we've enjoyed, like Dan Clow's Ghost World and Jack Kirby and Mike Royer's Commanding. And if that's not enough, we also do creator interviews. Some of the talks you'll find in our archives feature Mike Mignola, Leila Del Duca, Sean Martinbro, Emma Beebe, and Greg Rucka. So that's a lot of content for everybody. Please subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow in iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. Welcome back. We're at the second half of the show, where, as usual, we discuss the preceding month in Weekly Shonen Jump. At the time that we're talking, it's still November, but there will have been one more week's worth of stuff when you guys actually listen to this, but hopefully nothing huge that completely changes everything that we say about these series, <laughs> which one of them is done. So it right. can't change. <laughs> um, first thing I wanted to bring up is that we're getting an adaptation of Ruby. Um, I think that a while back there was like a, either a mini series or maybe it's just like a two parter. Um, it, it definitely yeah. ran for, for a few chapters, I want to say like five or six. It, yeah, it, was, it ran for a little while, and that was that was like a sort of uh, sequel-ish kind of thing. Uh, yeah, correctly. It, it's kind of weird. Like I, I'm not super, so I've only watched like the first few episodes of the show, um, but I kind of got the impression that it wasn't adapting anything necessarily. It was almost kind of more like an anthology type, right? Just character focused mm. thing. Yeah, I don't think I actually read those. Yeah, I, I didn't either because I... So, Zach is the only one of us um, that has watched Ruby. For those of you that um, have not heard of it, Ruby is... So, it's kind of it was kind of weird to me in the first place that's in Weekly Shonen Jump because Ruby was an animated series that was made by an American studio, Rooster right. Teeth, which... Um, if I'm not mistaken, that, those are the same folks who do Red versus Blue, right? Yeah. yeah right. The, so. the Halo thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was the aesthetics, the style, extremely influenced by anime and manga. Technically not. <clears throat> right. But is, uh, a, is a mangaka doing this? That's, it's a mangaka, right? Yeah. So this this is more manga than the show was anime, I guess. You could <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Although it is interesting, like in recent years, they've definitely, I think, tried to lean more into the anime scene. Like it's, it's on, yeah. it's on Crunchyroll now. Yeah, it's, it's and, big. Like yeah. it's very successful. Yeah. I, I feel um, like it's kind of like the homestuck of like anime. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I know a lot of people like the funniest thing going to like anime conventions, like, the most like common cosplay you would see is like Homestuck and Homestuck is not anime. It's like based on a adventures. Pain adventures. Yeah. But um, like, I, I just prefer feel like... problem sleuth. I don't know those. I... I already have arms, dumbass. Anyway. <laughs> okay. You might've told me about that at some point. You know, I just, I just mean like, I feel like there's, it, I feel like there is a like really hardcore fan element for Ruby. I just don't tend to see it. I know it's there though. Right. So here's, I've only really engaged with Ruby from a distance. Here is my probably unfair <laughs> takeaway of it, just from what I've known until like before reading this comic. Is I get the feel that it was like the anime 
ish series for like guy people our age who you know grew up watching you know tsunami or whatever but then like when they went off to college or whatever were too embarrassed to like say that you know oh i don't like anime that's for losers and all that and then mm. and it's like oh this is by the same guy who, same guys who did red versus blue maybe you like and they're like oh man now this <laughs> is good Maybe that's I, completely unfair. I, know, I, totally I think you're get spot that. on. I think you're spot on. <laughs> the way I got really like introduced to it is a guy in my pharmacy school class was watching it like <laughs> in in class one day. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what you and do. Uh, that's what you do. Fire education. Uh huh. And and he, and he was like not a you know he was not like us. Um, he was not. Yeah. <laughs> He was a cool guy. Um, <laughs> Good save. Yeah. Um, so he would invite you over to play a few rounds of Halo Deathmatch yeah. or Slayer. Slayer is what it's called. And he Halo. he was a, like a good bro, you know. And yeah, yeah. We we've all known a few of them. Yeah, but was comfortable sitting in class watching Ruby. So okay, I'm now, I'm glad that my assessment seems mostly correct. Is is the show like more revealing and stuff than what we saw here? Is it like is it kind of like is it I don't rude? think so. I don't know. Like for in my experience with really like the, the animation in the first season is really bad. <laughs> uh, because it's like computer animated but it's like right. It's like PS1 like CG? <laughs> or not quite that bad. Maybe like early PS2. <laughs> <laughs> that's still pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But it's um, like cell shaded, right? Yeah, it's like cell shaded, yeah. but it's like very stiff, like very stiffly animated. It doesn't feel like um, wh- what you would expect. Now, it right. definitely, from what I've seen, it like gets much better later on. But yeah, yeah mm. I never have like gotten the impression that it's like particularly um, horny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was wondering because like I've seen I've literally the only thing I knew about Ruby before reading this was like it had a girl in it and I'd seen like the cover of stuff and like that's it. I knew nothing about it, knew no, absolutely nothing about what it was about and nothing I saw really like interested me, but yeah, for some reason I just assumed I was like, Oh, this is probably just something really horny and dumb but uh It's well, that's a fair assumption sometimes. Yeah, I mean it was like it was a chick with a big scythe. So I just assumed, I was like, okay, she's like, you know, the, the creator's favorite or something. I don't know. <laughs> so having talked about our preconceptions, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was okay. I mean, we've yeah. all, right now we've only got a chapter to go on. I thought the thing that more interested me more than anything else was I thought the art style was interesting i don't know if i liked it but it was it was at least like it felt a little different there's something about yeah something about the way things were drawn that kind of felt a bit unique i couldn't put my finger on it though it felt like i don't i don't know that i loved it i i don't yeah i don't i have a weird feeling about it like i feel like it could be really good if it just got more detailed or something because like, it is very I, minimalist i felt yeah. like a lot of the background like a lot of it was even more so than like i mean sometimes manga just does that for effect sometimes but like this was literally just like there were just scenes where or panels where people were just talking against white background mm-hmm. um 
and I felt like I didn't really get a sense of movement, like of where people, what was going on, where people were going. That's like, definitely, I definitely think that's a fair complaint. Yeah, like because um, I thought like scene changes were weird. Um, yeah. I also like kind of. I thought it was okay. Um, I, you know, it's like it's like totally spies, but like more anime, I guess. Remember? <laughs> well, I mean, totally spies kind of had a less anime-ish look yeah. to it. May, but, hopefully, less fetish fuely. Well, was totally spies supposed to? I thought it was just like a girl power. Show. I just I just remember People there were, being like a recurring like joke about how like every episode involved like some sort of fetishy thing i have no idea because that was after I mean, my could, time. Ju- could just be people on the internet getting it was like one of those it was things. like it was kind of like in the same thing where like it's not anime but it was like kind of like one of those shows like reboot that was on when like anime was on toonami kind of that right. sort of very, thing and made by very, americans but yeah very influenced yeah stylistically but anyway um yeah i just thought it was okay like i mean the the central conflict is extremely like just kind of dull and stupid yeah, sounding I, but I, I guess zach um Oh yeah, sorry, Zach. <laughs> from, from you having seen some of it, is from what you've seen, is it just kind of as generic as it seems so far? Um, kind of, sort of. Um, it's um, this like truncates a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, they're, it's, they're really short episodes. So, like, I think I've seen like the first maybe seven or eight episodes, and each episode ranges from like eight to ten minutes in that season so i've not even seen that much but um like this is like very stripped down um yeah there's like a little bit less i feel like the the show had a little bit more world building by this point um interesting this is like this actually like feels like very much like i thought it was funny because i was like yeah this very much feels like if this series was starting out, but it had to like sell itself in a like first chapter show. Right. Right. Like, as, as we've mentioned yeah. with some of like the one shots and such. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like this, this feels like in terms of like pacing and like trying huh. to like, yeah. uh, just like word vomit everything onto the page to hook you. Um, yeah. Okay. This I, I, yeah, it felt like that. No, you're right. It kind of felt like proof of concept a little bit. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, and like I weirdly, I think I think another thing I that made me like it a little bit more was like I thought the writing was kind of snappy. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the dialogue was was okay. I mean, yeah. it was like it wasn't, it wasn't great, great but, but like I, I liked reading it. I guess and there was a bit more character to it than yeah. some of the other. Yeah, um, but it does kind of have the feel. And like while nobody was dressed like super suggestively, um, it it does kind of have a feel of like pick your favorite, like right. mm-hmm. four girls, like which, which one's your waifu. The rabbit girl. Oh well, I wasn't asking you, but it's oh. good to know. I, guess. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I guess if I had to pick, um, no, it was a cat, cat girl. I think yeah, I, I couldn't tell how long her ears were. I couldn't remember. Um, yeah, yeah, because because that's what it what it seemed like from me just being like aware of yeah. it on the peripheral of my understanding. It seemed like the people who liked it, they liked certain characters. Yeah. And that's, you know, that can mean one of two things. It can mean that, like, as it seems, that it's mainly that, okay, actually, this dialogue does kind of have, there's a bit maybe more to this than in, like, a lot of mm-hmm. these sorts of these sorts things. of things. The characters, like, may, while not super interesting, are maybe a little bit more kind of yeah 
it can also mean that it's just a lot of you know waifu bait. Um, yeah, I think if it, I think so. If it, and I, I always assume the worst, so that's what I was yeah. assuming about Ruby. But I think I'm pleasantly surprised so far. I don't, I don't like it a lot, but yeah, I don't, I don't totally hate it. Um, I mean, I mean, just going off of like, I, I don't think I would be if this was just like something I wasn't getting for technically for free in. Well, not really for free, but for really cheap in my Shonen Jump subscription, I probably would never pick this up. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, if it's it. continuing, I'll still read it probably and not love it. But as long as it doesn't get super horny in a non-funny way, like Food Wars. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and pretend Food Wars doesn't get horny, and then I still don't read it. But like, at least it get, it's usually funny. But like, if if Ruby just kind of descends into just like pure kind of like trashy pandering, then yeah, I don't know, but for now it's okay. Well, last month we raved about the comic, and it is our yeah. reason for picking for next month, which I'm, we're still sticking with. We're going to be reading Yu-Gi-Oh! For, for those of you that skip to the second half because you don't care about <laughs> Pluto for whatever reason, I don't know if any of you do that. But if any of you do that, next month we're reading Yu-Gi-Oh! Tisk tisk. But you're all excited about the comic Last month, this month, it's ended, and I gotta say, very let down. <laughs> and only it wasn't even—it was just this—the last chapter. Really? Yeah. I mean, because I was like, okay, the second to last chapter kind of threw a wrench into everything, and they're like, okay, I was like, okay, they're just gonna—they're gonna make it more complicated than I thought it was gonna be. That's fine. I didn't know it was gonna end the next chapter, and I think. I think I might have been able to like it more if it had been more than just one chapter, but like, it still wasn't. <laughs> I think I think he got a little too complicated. <laughs> a a lot him. happened. A lot, yeah. It, it it felt like it felt like in right as he was starting the last chapter, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm the guy who created Yu Gi Oh." You know what? They should have had a card battle to like yeah. end it. And in the end, the same it was the same thing. He still killed her. I thought, or did she kill herself? That, that was hard. So uh, yeah. we, we were asking about this. We were wondering, like, I, I couldn't tell. What, I think, was it that he ended up pushing her? Did she? I think she threw herself off. I don't know. Yeah, I got the impression that she jumped <clears throat> to, okay, like, make yeah. it stop. So that, so that yeah. he wouldn't feel. So dark. And he yeah. was, like, I guess he was only evil because of the weird, because he basically got chipped like a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you could, like. So, it's like if you had a shock collar that was embedded <laughs> yeah. in your skin. And it could, like, control you, sort of. Um, no, by he, I mean um, Seiya Himakawa. The, uh, well, that's another whole thing that... that yeah, it was so, revealed that, like, Seiya Himakawa was actually, like, this manga... This group of manga creators. And, like, ugh, it just got too yeah, convoluted. And, you know, on the one hand, yes, I think that maybe it could have been good or better if... There were like two, maybe three more chapters instead of just one to kind of fill that out. There was also just it kind of left an unpleasant taste in my mouth with like the real villain being this, you know, overweight. It was weird. I wasn't obsessed that. girl, and it yeah, it felt like it reminded me not maybe not quite as blatant and not quite as malicious, but. Um, <clears throat> kind of with like the contempt that Mark Miller seems to have for comics readers. Um, for his own fans and yeah. be like, yeah, this is what I think of you. I don't know. I don't think that's what he was going for, but that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, it felt a little mean-spirited. I mean, 
I think I think he tried way too hard to make it a cool twist and like it just and then in the end it really was kind of the same it was kind of like the same thing happened but like except it was actually someone from behind the scenes was basically using magic to control yeah it's basically what it was yeah magic yeah it was magic in the disguise Um, of science and then like another thing was like i feel like they kind of forgot about the the manga artist guy yeah it's just kind of like at the very end just oh yeah and he got out of prison yeah 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 i mean i think i think they should have just kept going with just the one guy was the bad guy and like they could have they could have maybe complicated it a little more like maybe made it more of a confrontation with him but i didn't like that there were like three other people behind it i thought that was stupid yeah it's just too much i mean if you're okay if you're gonna do all that then at least i mean maybe he only had a couple chapters and he wanted to do this i i just think it was a bad idea but if it was gonna do it like at least make it like four more chapters or something like this was just too much <laughs> but what did you think in the end zach uh pretty pretty much the same the, the ending felt pretty pretty rushed very convoluted um not quite the payoff that i i think we would have hoped for um yeah, and I think, like, they also spend a lot of time making you hate this guy, and then suddenly you're supposed yeah. to like this guy. Yeah, like, that's I, a good point. I thought so. that was also, like, because I was, like, getting excited to hate this guy more. Right. And, um, like, and then they're just like, well, actually, he's this, actually, he was still an asshole. He was, like, a bully when he was a kid, and then, yeah. Um, and yeah. then they were supposed to just still like him. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I felt like it was totally, or, um, Character-wise, like, inconsistent with what it wanted you to feel at the end. Yeah, and it, and it goes back to what we talked about last month about how, like, you know, co- of course, this is a very high standard to hold it up to. But comparing <laughs> it to Ace Attorney. Um, Ace Attorney is, like, the freaking... The gold standard. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, it it didn't need to be some, like, crazy twist of who really did it. I, yeah. And and that's right. what I was going that's into what, it feeling about yeah. like like okay it's this guy cool I don't you know that's fine I don't need for that to be a secret um, and yeah I, yeah I really I, think that it should have just been much more straightforward there could have been more I think stuff done with like the how did I, it happen how, how and do like, you prove it happened how what why mm-hmm. did it happen yeah like, the I didn't why think, for I think sure. the why got like way too complicated and like right. I had yeah, like no investment yeah. in it. I was like, I don't really care about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we yeah. even had some of the like, how do you prove it? Like stuff going on in the last, the second to last chapter, which right. was yeah. still really good. Yeah, um, and I liked that. I thought I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was still until this last chapter. I was still loving it. I still mm-hmm. think it's worth reading. I think it's just because I think it's an original idea, and I don't. I, I do think the end kind of ruins it, but like, I think it's still kind of worth checking out. Uh, I, I disagree there. Oh, I'd really? say that I'd say that the end completely oh. invalidates. The, like, I would not at this point. I would not say, "Oh yeah, you should read that." Yeah, I would. If Fair I would enough. say, "Yeah, never mind." If you saw me, if you saw me tweeting excitedly about it, and you're like, "What was that thing?" I'd be like, oh. "Don't worry about it." Such <laughs> a shame. And I, I think I nominated Takahashi for one of my favorite, like. Uh, like he was lower on my list because I was uh, for the multiversity like survey. I, I think I put him on some list, and now I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I I, I was thinking like <clears throat> that. I was very glad this last chapter came out before I uh, filled out the like best mini series of 2018. That would have been a problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like how like how a little bit of a digression, but I've I think the only 
maybe not the only, but the only one that I know, the only pull quote that I ended up getting printed on a comic um, ended up being one that I didn't actually end up liking in the end. <laughs> I, like, I like liked the first couple issues, and then I was like, ah, oh, this isn't actually very good. But I, oh, I do think Takahata... <laughs> oh, sorry, Zach. I, I, I have a I have a fun pull quote story. What's that? Um, I, I got pulled for an, an, a collection of Adventure Time comics, and... <laughs> And boom, typoed my quote so that it looks like I had a typo. But I like have gone back and checked <laughs> meticulously, oh. and I'm like, no, I did not have that typo. That sucks. Oh man. Uh, but it's not attributed to my name. It's just attributed to Multiversity. Oh, okay. oh then who cares? Yeah, exactly. Well, multiversity can take the heat. They can take it. the heat. I guess like I I'm just left with the good feelings of like I think Takahashi has potential to go on and do other cool stuff yeah. like i think i think he got a little carried away i think that was the problem like he got he's like i could do a mystery i could do anything like, okay, maybe, maybe you shouldn't do anything like, 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 that, like that, when i got to the part about like the chip and planet i was like this is too much come on like i even like even like the background okay like if i even if i accept you know the ugly girl being the bad guy okay whatever but then like the chip stuff uh, I don't know. Yeah, like it, it just got too ridiculous. Like, don't take Ace Attorney's example. Just, just, just say who the bad guy is in like the first couple seconds, and then That's make, all we need make to know. the mystery, make how they did it the the important part. Like, right. Because uh, I think, yeah, I think that's another important thing. Like, I think a lot of people think the main mystery for like murder mystery should be like who did it, and it's like, well, that can only be interesting for so long. So, right. Yeah, and you can only come up with so many interesting ways to. Vote obscure it right. before you end up doing weird shit like this that was yeah that and like yeah it just i think yeah he got to i think he got a little too excited about writing a mystery <laughs> which is cool it had a cool premise too and i mean i liked the manga artist angle of yeah. it and everything i think he got underused at the end but yeah this is a shame so much for the comic yeah sorry comic you were good, then you were bad. <laughs> but still, still not the worst thing in Weekly Shonen Jump, so... Oh, no, no. Oh, not not by, by a long mile. shot. Oh, no. <laughs> Looking at you, we never learn. <laughs> Go away. Go away forever, please. Nope, it's getting a show. Christ, yeah. You forgot about that? <laughs> so it'll be around for a while. <clears throat> What's good in Weekly Shonen Jump is the promised Neverland. We've had some pretty crazy stuff happening pretty violent stuff. yeah pretty violent it's uh i mean it it's certainly not a series that's hesitated to be violent in the past but this kind of this is if this isn't the most violent it's been it's up there i think uh, this with, is like some of the most violent stuff like in recent memory i can remember being yeah, in weekly shonen having like you know like half of a guy's face basically off. blasted off it was kind of interestingly drawn like most of the time it was in shadow yeah but then like when he turned it was this guy who was like infiltrating their shelter um when he turned you could see like the outline of his skull through his uh through through his like sagging skin he started, yeah. flip, started flipping a coin it was love wait what are you talking about anton Shiger? what i was, I was like a two-faced joke oh <laughs> there's too many big bad ba- big bad harv I don't know who that is. Oh, that was in like the animated series. Oh, like, before he became Two Face, he like already had a sort of. Sp- anyway. Oh no, I think I kind of remember that. Yeah, but um, 
too many big bad coin flippers in different series. No, By it's, too it's many, I mean cool. there's like two. <laughs> um, no, we. And I guess um, one of the lingering questions about a series that we've made a recurring joke about getting our predictions wrong with is we didn't see the body. Yugo's still alive, right? No, I think they're both dead. In the summary, it says they're both dead. They so, do, like, both go to heaven. It yeah. that, okay. Well, I, I forgot about that scene. You forgot about I the forgot scene about where their souls scene. literally left their bodies. <laughs> where they, they go to heaven. You're right. You're right. <laughs> they they're dead. <laughs> That's the only time you can be sure. In the show. You have to literally not even just see the dead body. You have to see their souls go to heaven. <laughs> Because I was also there with you, Walter. I was there with you. I was like, I don't know if they're dead yet. And then he could just be blacking out, you know. He could be though. It's the thing. Like you're right. Right. Like, yeah. Like you know, people think they like you know, like that kid guy who wrote like the Heaven Is Real book or whatever. Um, what was that called? Yeah. No, that's that's it. Was it was called Heaven Is Real. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, people. That happens to people. You think. You're in heaven. You're really just like hallucinating because well, you're like bleeding out. They show like the ghosts of Hugo and Lucas like touching her hand. I'm I, just you know saying. What? At this point, I would just laugh and totally accept it if they were still alive. <laughs> I think it would be great actually if that happened. If they show up at their grave and are like, they cannot know that I'm still alive. Or guess who's still alive, bitch? <laughs> what, 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 what's the bird guy from One Piece? That's what, what I was what thinking. What bird guy? guy oh, died. Pell. Pell. That's there it, was yeah. this character that was basically basically got exploded by a bomb and he, he survived. <laughs> so yeah, exactly <laughs> like this. And even Oda went back and said, yeah, I probably should have let him die. Because <laughs> he didn't like go on. There was like some dramatic scene of him like yeah. at his graveside where he's like, they cannot know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I must keep my existence a secret. And then nothing happened with right, him, right? nothing happened. Yeah, it was just, I mean, in a series as long as One Piece, you're going to have these like kind of like dead end stories. But like, it, 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 I remember seeing a thing recently where like Oda just like forgot a plot point and oh, somebody asked him about it. And he was like, oh, I, I oh, forgot about no. that. That was actually Horikoshi. It was about the uh, traitor oh, at you're UA. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. It was. Okay, you're he right. Said, you're so right. When, and I actually was like talking about it recently. I was like, oh man, I bet the principal is the traitor. And then I read this thing. I was like, actually, I forgot I wrote about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just following in the great Chris Claremont X Men tradition. And Toriyama. Yeah, that's Toriyama well, forgot launch existed. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, sorry. Chris Promise Claremont Neverland. Forgot. Chris Claremont was like the longtime writer of the X-Men and he like had all these different plot threads he's like seeding and would yeah. come back to, but then like he had a bunch that he also just completely forgot about yeah. over the years. Jeez. Um, anyway. Promise Neverland. <laughs> cool stuff. It's a good story. Very, yeah, it is good. It's um, dark though. Yeah. Um, we, it, yeah. I really liked that chapter with that, that crazy guy actually. Um, the, the most recent chapter we got again, as of the time of recording this, there might be a new one. I don't know. Maybe it's off next week. This is just purely for the month of November. Month of November. You, if you're a good listener, you won't read the first chapter of December. Yeah, you don't want You'll to. wait. You want to know what we think first. <laughs> um, <sighs> but yeah, we had, a, we had a chapter of like some other group of, I mean, maybe they're former. We're still not 100%. I, would, I think they were just from another. They could have been from another, another farm. Uh, farm, yeah. But, oh, you mean the, um, the people that were like um, being drained of energy? Right, that was like a that was kind of like <clears throat> that was like a that was like a matrix esque thing where they were being like Yeah, like if if 
If the uh, kids at um, what's the farm Grace that? Fieldhouse? Grace Grace Field Fieldhouse? Grace Fieldhouse. Yeah, something, something like that. Um, if if they're like you know, filet mignon. Um, hmm. the, these kids in the latest chapter are like you know Oscar Mayer ham. Um, they're just like porridge. Yeah, like like like. I don't know. That, spam not, or not something. Good, not good for you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you had these like this interesting new cast of characters, which you know that was. That yeah. was I mean, obviously, with the stuff with Minerva, we have and with Hugo, we we have to think that okay, yeah, there have been other kids that have escaped to some degree before, right? Um, so, but this is so this isn't wholly new. It's similar to yeah. Hugo and his friends, but this like idea that they're like kind of more in aggressive resistance is yeah. kind of interesting. That seemed interesting. They were they seemed like just more kind of violently I mean, rightfully so, angry at these demons that are eating them. Um I think we need to hear the demons out. Um meet somewhere in the middle. I'm all for demon genocide, sorry. Maybe maybe they can have like my arm. No. Okay. If there's anything I've learned about reading about politics on Twitter is never compromise. Yeah. Um, we haven't really seen any smart demons for a while, though. That's Besides, true. Like, Lubis, oh, yeah, Lubis. Um, yeah, shotgun to the face. But um, yeah, so the, the, the continued, like, scope of the world is growing. Yeah, I like that. Um, it's feeling I, like there's a lot of places this can go. Yeah. Um, I, compared to, you know, I felt like a, earlier in the year, I was feeling like a kind of feeling. too of, where, claustrophobic, where, maybe? Yeah. Where where is this going? You know, besides the end, yeah. Um, but now it definitely has more of a feel Momentum. of like, okay, this this could a lot of things could happen. Yeah, that's actually a really mm. good point. Um, I think I think the story actually I didn't realize it till now, but I think the story actually needed this like another group kind of. I think like this right. injects some like just more vitality into the story to have this other group of kids and i mean i guess they're i'm assuming they're eventually going to meet up with the Emma and ray but yeah i I like that that was interesting yeah they're and they're like very visually interesting where i feel like you know all of the other characters are just like yeah Yeah. they're they're hard to tell apart and yeah yeah. it reminds me to some degree and i think i've maybe made this comparison before of uh morning glories the Oh, yeah. Perm- permanently hiatus uh, comic series. A bit of an issue of like having a huge cast when you can't like yeah like I mean in the past couple months a few kids have died and I'm just like oh I don't know who that was. Was yeah. that someone I was supposed to know or is it was just like one uh, of the nameless kids who exists to die in dramatic moments? I haven't read that in ages. Oh that, at this point I was talking about. Oh sorry. I was talking about the Promised Neverland. Is it, is it still going? I thought I thought it ended. Oh, it's it's on. I was saying it's on like a prolonged hiatus. Hmm. It technically is it really? Over. Oh, I thought it. I, oh, I thought it I was think, over. <laughs> I think. I mean, I don't know. Like most Nick Spencer projects, when it goes on hiatus, it probably is over. But mm. it's over. Oh. Yeah. Dang. Anyway. Yeah, sorry, I spaced out for a second. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> I wasn't being clear. Yeah, it's. With with these kids, I I think that yeah, as you said, Zach, the kind of more unique designs will help a lot um, in terms of like getting a feel for because really I don't beyond Emma and Ray, Ray 
and, and Norman. Norman, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like the two the two I mean, other kids, the two there's other kids whose girl, names I always oh, forget. The girl um, with the glasses and the uh, kid with the Don? dark hair. Don and Glenn. Glenda, yeah. not Glenda. It starts Something with a G, like though. That. No, I think that's that feels right. Yeah. Don definitely. I'm sorry, I say I definitely, but I can't. Maybe. I can't exactly remember. Sorry. But you know, point point being, there's so so many of these characters in that I just I really couldn't. To be fair, I feel like the way they rattle them off a lot of the time, it's not really you're not really like supposed sure. to remember a lot of them that much. Like, I don't know. That's just how I feel. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, so I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, like I said, lots could happen. Um, still, lots could not happen. Lots could not happen. That's for sure. That. <laughs> That was uh, one of my previous criticisms was how it seemed like they kind of glossed over some possible plot points yeah. with them, like looking for uh, stuff. Um, yeah. But I'm sure it's still one of the best series in, in the uh, magazine right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I think, think it's pretty consistently good most of the time. Um, I don't think it's ever really done anything super bad. Like, I no. think there's been some, like we said, some, uh, like, uh what's the word like in between stuff that like they kind of used to like get to this new arc that i thought like was kind of rushed but other than that i mean it's pretty consistently just a quality series i think that's uh those are the three main things from this month we wanted to talk about uh did you guys have anything else you wanted to mention zach anything exciting going on in boruto um, yeah, so there is a cool thing going on in this chapter. Um, I think I had like mentioned a few months ago that there was like there was this character that people on Reddit and the internet were like feverishly oh. um, speculating like who he was um, or like if he had a connection to a specific character from Naruto. Okay. Um, and and this chapter kind of like. Um, doubled down on that a little bit because like basically this this character did a thing that basically only someone from that like main village would be able to do it's like Um, when hanzo sees genji use the dragon power in the overwatch short did you watch that one no i didn't watch did i I tell you about it (laughs) i assume it's just like (laughs) that yes um and and he also had a little um a little like f- frog ninja thing that he summoned, which is also oh. like a trademark. Okay, thing. yeah, um, I, th- I think I know the uh, frog thing that you're talking about. Yeah, so so it's kind That's of exciting. like doubling down on that a little bit, and then there were some like nice character moments. There's this thing going on with this um, this character um, Kawaki, I think is his name. I'm pretty sure that seems right. <laughs> um, who who like at the very beginning of the series there was this flash forward um where he and like boruto were fighting and everything was destroyed right um and so he's like being introduced into the series now and like naruto has kind of like taken him under his wing and is like trying to like help him be a good boy you got got that dramatic (laughs) irony of you know something goes wrong something Uh, goes wrong yeah so we don't know yet don't know don't know why and how about in the other uh long-running series i mean boruto itself isn't long-running but it's uh, based on a very long-running series as well on the other 
One Piece, anything particularly exciting going on in the land of Wano, Emily? Well, not really in Wano. Well, I think the most exciting thing about Wano, actually, yeah, we saw Kaido for the first time. Well, we saw his, we didn't see him for the first time. He's going to supposedly be like the villain of this current arc. We saw his um, devil fruit, which was um, dragon. He can turn into a dragon, literally, um, which is pretty cool. Um it and looked of course, cool too, he looked really cool. Yeah, I thought those chapters, these recent chapters, have been really good. Um, in Wano, I think Wano has been a little bit overly complicated, but um, I mean, not not story wise. I mean, it's you know, it's One Piece, but I mean, just like there's a lot of text a lot of the time. It's like okay, so and so is doing this and that, and like, but really, all you need to know is like they just need to stop Kaido. Um, <clears throat> Luffy, uh, of course, was stupid and punched. Kaido in the face and then got sent to jail. Luffy got sent to jail again. He actually was sent to jail once before. (laughs) Or no, he broke into a jail. Uh, Slightly different. Slightly. Um, And then... That would likely get you sent to jail. What? Punching somebody? Breaking into a jail. (laughs) Yeah, breaking into a jail. But what if that Um, was your goal in the first place? To get into the jail? uh, Let's let's stop talking about this. Um, (laughs) Who cares what Luffy does? He doesn't even know what he's doing. Um... The other really big thing that happened actually just this week was um, we saw... This wasn't happening in Wano. Um, this was what I was going to mention at first, and then I remember we saw Kaido's Devil Fruit, and I was like, we should talk about that. Um, we saw Blackbeard again. Um, now, Blackbeard, I've probably talked about him before. He's he's being kind of... He's been billed as maybe going to be, like, the main series villain for, like, a really long time. Uh, and by really long time, I mean literally, like, 17... 18 years like was the last time was the first time we saw blackbeard don't worry we've seen him since (laughs) it hasn't been 18 years since we've seen blackbeard he's just kind of been this like big background figure um and he's just kind of scheming and plotting and talking about how all of the world powers are coming together to fight for the throne that we uh saw a couple months ago and he's also the only one who actually looks like a pirate He, he is that's the coolest part about blackbeard because He's a, he's a cool character to begin with, but, like, he um, like he has a cool laugh and everything, like a lot of the villains do. But, um, yeah, he's, like, he just basically looks like a cartoon pirate. Like, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Which, since no one else in the series about pirates does, right. it and makes he him actually, unique. He actually does pirate stuff. Like, he steals and, like, he he's carouses and drinks a lot. Like Also, his name is... Blackbeard. His name is Marshall D. Teach. Marshall and, D. Teach. And that's actually the name of yeah. a... Um, of a of, real pirate oh, was, that, was after the Blackbeard. Blackbeard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so maybe, maybe it's the real Blackbeard. So <laughs> it's like in JoJo's when, um, when, uh, gosh, I forget, but like, I think Iraqi implied like Jesus and some other religious figures had stands. This is <laughs> this is a little bit less sacrilegious, but um, yeah, no, I think I, I don't think Oda is uh, actually basing this on real history besides him knowing that there was a pirate called Blackbeard. Um, he's real cool. Uh, he's doing stuff. It's and, good to see uh, Yeah, it's good to see Blackbeard. Good to know he's still there. Yeah. Doing pirate things. Indeed. Which not many people do at One Piece. It's true. I mean, the pirate thing is just basically an aesthetic um, for just ships. a shonen adventure. Yeah. They yeah. fly Jolly Rogers. I'm trying to think of like the mo- what the most pirate thing that ever happened in One Piece was. I think it was like maybe Zoro maybe being executed <laughs> in like the first arc. Uh, I don't know. That would actually be fun to think about for a bit. I might, I might have to, I might have to like 
look into that. But that's that's one piece for you. Good to know it's still going strong. I mean, I've been reading it too, but I don't have as much familiarity. You don't have as much of like a so feeling for the whole thing. When a lot of these characters show up for me, it's like I'm, I'm like, just like I'm like oh, is this someone I'm supposed to know, or is this the first time they've shown up? Because he kind of introduces people in the yeah. same sort of style, no matter. Yeah, because yeah, he just kind of does that in that kind of like he does this in the, like this Quentin Tarantino-ish way. Of like, Hugo Stiglitz. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, the names come up in these big block letters and it shows them kind of in this pose that you would think would happen in like a Quentin Tarantino movie or like a, yeah, Inglorious Bastards. <clears throat> yeah. It's good. Yeah. I don't think, uh, wasn't a lot else to talk about uh, this month and, you know, Food Wars was good. Mm-hmm. Had one, I think that, I think the latest chapter had, you know, we've talked about how usually like a lot of the like kind of, sexual scenes are like they're okay because they're like yeah. funny i think the latest one was maybe like kind of pushing it a bit too much of like okay this isn't really funny i think it was like way too much like yeah <laughs> it's kind of like all right I, i'm i'm not really a fan of this and of, of course i just was like mm, okay right next week now <laughs> <laughs> dr stone they're making a boat they're making a boat they're going to the other side of- i can't wait <clears throat> until they create um a gun but they already did that <laughs> they they made a cannon. Yeah. Cannon's uh, just a big gun. I, I don't know. I, I'm probably thinking the, the TV, the maybe. They'll make a TV. Yeah. Uh, World Trigger is, after coming back, it's now shifting to monthly, which is probably good. Yeah. Um, it sounds like that's what it should have done. More series probably be monthly. Um, right. Yeah. To save people. But then, <laughs> dying. But then, like, Seraph of the End, I'll complain about not remembering what's going on, so I'm part of the problem. <laughs> And Hunter, Hunter is back on hiatus. I know that we don't really cover it, but of course, hope that he recovers soon. Yeah. He's continuing to have health problems. Uh, he, he mentioned in the uh, kind of back matter that... Like the CODA thing? Yeah, that he, I guess he's kind of working on it um, chunk by chunk. And so he's like working on storyboards and it'll, it'll be back. Okay, um, yeah. It's not like an indefinite thing. Um, it's more just he needs some time. So I'm 100% for manga authors um, taking care of themselves so they don't die. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, more yeah. than that, but I just mean, like, <laughs> literally, like, sometimes that's, like, the best you can hope for. These poor people are so overworked, but... Um, and I guess other than that, um, Black Clover, uh, My Hero Academia still both have a lot of things going yeah. on, but nothing really. Yeah, yeah. My Hero Academia is still just a training arc. Again. And, like, it's fine, Mm -hmm. but I don't... I think we've had enough of that. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope there's not one more round after this one. (laughs) I think it said... I think it was, like, implied this was the last one. Oh, God, I hope so. And then we're, like, the last group, I thought, so... Maybe. I just kind of zone out when it's stuff like this. Uh, Yeah. All right, all right. I want to see Gentle again. I'm really mad that we haven't seen him for a while. Sweet Gentle. Yeah. He'll come back five years from now. Nah, he's not as bad about that as Oda. Well, I don't think even My Hero Academia has been going that long, has it? I don't know. Five years? Four? I don't know. No, I think it's coming up on four. Maybe it just hit four. Okay. All right. So I think that covers it for this month. Um, Yeah. We'll be back next month to talk Yu-Gi-Oh! And to talk December in Weekly Shonen Jump, last one of the year. Though it'll, I believe, I'll have to check the calendar, see whether it's coming out before the end of the year or what. 
Yeah, we might have a little bit less to to read this month, actually. Yeah, they often this is, they usually have at least one uh, off month, but right. they usually put in like a one shot or something. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Until then, we'll talk to you guys next time. Um, you can find us all on Twitter. Again, um, I am back. I'm at slash goodbye to a shoe slash. I mean, uh, yeah, oh. <laughs> I, sorry. I was thinking because I'm so used to typing it into my browser. You know, <laughs> when I pull up my own, that doesn't make sense either. When I, you know, all the times that I pull up my own Twitter page manually, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's just, it's just the Twitter. Goodbye to I'm, a shoe. I'm sorry, I just made you. No, no, no. I, 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 correct I, yourself unnecessarily. Uh, mm. That's our dog shaking. Um, I am at Cosmos, of course. And I'm at Wilker Fox. And we'll see you all next month. See ya.